Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. Welcome back, Laura. I missed you. Thank you. I have yes, a voice in back. everything. It's so wonderful. Yeah, it was like cosmic justice because um, I made fun of Laura for her voice when we were <laughs> recording without her, and then I immediately <laughs> lost my voice like five days later. So. Yes, you got laryngitis immediately after. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. God definitely has a sense of humor. I wasn't That's what laughing. happens. <laughs> yeah, you had no funny, voice. Then. <laughs> um, anyway, so <laughs> the fan theory that we're going to be discussing in this episode is from Hook. I mm. am I'm a fan of the movie, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like in my adult life that I found out there are people who are just vehemently against. The movie Hook. That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. I've, I I've, don't get I've it. never heard that before. There are people who legitimately just hate this film. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been aware of people that don't like it, but I've never really quite understood. Like, I I think it's a fun movie. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's not meant to be um canon with like the disney version of peter pan which are a lot of there's a reason why a lot of those people don't like this one because they feel like it strays too far from the classic disney film but i don't which is dumb because that's not even the like right it's not the original disney doesn't own that (laughs) yeah (laughs) or maybe they do well they own the rights because they made that but i mean anyway yeah i digress so uh, this theory is that Tinkerbell aided Hook in the kidnapping of Peter Pan's kids to lure, lure Peter, whom she loves, mm. back to Neverland. And this comes from user feet are just poo pans. <laughs> but they said it a different way. Parents, I'll let you take care of that. So <laughs> OP states, I don't know why, but it took me many years and many viewings of Hook for it to click that Tinkerbell is madly in love with Peter. There are many scenes to support this, such as the clock transformation scene, the scene in London when Peter kisses Moira, etc. So when Peter doesn't return to Neverland, Tinkerbell keeps tabs on Peter as he grows older. She in all likelihood saw him grow up under Wendy's wing, court Moira, have kids, and so on. Somewhere along the line, she becomes fed up with waiting around for him to grow tired of his life of success outside of Neverland and decides to do something about it. When she discovers that Pan will return to London with his children, she hatches a plot to give Hook Pan's whereabouts and have his children kidnapped. Mm. The scene where Smee is proving Pan's identity to Hook is the scene where it all comes together. Smee says that he got a medical history provided by Miss Bell, Tinkerbell. Meaning that Tinkerbell gave Smee and Hook everything she had learned about Peter over the years. Obviously, she doesn't have a problem talking with Hook, as they seem comfortable in speaking when she negotiates the term of their, quote, war. She's as interested in the old pan coming back as Hook is. Goodness, she was the one that dragged him back to Neverland in the first place. She wants him (laughs) to forget about his wife and children and stay with her in Neverland like old times. 
But as the film progresses, she sees him become the old pan again. She has regrets. The penultimate scene is in her clock just after Peter has gotten his happy thought. When she asks the question, why are you in Neverland? It could have several different meanings. One, it's an attempt to remind Peter that he's here to save his kids. Two, she's trying to clue him in that she's the reason he's back, that she's in love with him. Or three, she's regretful of her decision, so she's asking herself the question almost to say, why did I bring you back? When she transforms and gives Peter a kiss, it's a last-ditch effort to express her feelings for him, but the gesture flies right over his head, and he is jolted back into remembering his wife and kids. In the end, Tinkerbell resolves to fade out of Peter's life when he returns to London. I also believe that she slipped fairy dust in with Toodles' marbles to give Peter a way to come back if he ever so desired. This is, of course, thwarted when Toodles decides to go for a fly around Big Ben. <laughs> I love Toodles. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost my marbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But like I was saying, this movie, I think it's so much fun. It's so uh, good. The, mm -hmm. the cast is incredible. And well, and so it was so much fun to watch as a kid, but then as an adult to go back and watch it and see all of the things that uh, that Spielberg s snuck into the, well, particularly characters, actors mm -hmm. that he snuck into the cast. Like Glenn Close? Yeah, yeah and Phil Collins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seeing yeah, Maggie I, Smith, that I was love... the first time I ever saw Maggie Smith was in this movie. I think yeah, you too. Um, same. And, and I love... I just love the idea of Robin Williams playing an adult Peter Pan. <laughs> that just, to me, is perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah, he does it so well. I mean, it yeah. was, it was, yeah. I, mean, I, I would not be surprised to find out that that was written with him in mind, even if that's mm -hmm. not the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That um, has to be. Yeah, uh, it's so funny because of him. Um, but like, I laughed whenever thinking about her taking Peter Pan away. Cause he like makes she makes him fall asleep, right? And she carries him away in this bundle, like a. It was like in um a, a the sheet. kids. Uh, there was a sheet that they had used to make some kind of like fort or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, it was just funny, a funny thought, a happy thought. <laughs> well, and then like Dustin Hoffman's performance as Captain Hook. Yeah, yeah. So for the longest time, I didn't like Dustin Hoffman because yep. of his performance. <laughs> like just Same. as an actor, oh. I was like, I don't like that name i don't want to see any movie that that man is in because he's such a mean villain yep he did such a good job good job playing the bad guy in this that it just kind of stuck yeah there's something though about the captain hook villain that he's not at least particularly the way it's written in this script and the way that dustin hoffman performs it mm -hmm. it's not that just straight up evil mm -hmm. guy like there are these relatable moments when he's just taught he's being a human he's having human conversations with people instead of seeing seeming like this other you know like a, a whole different creature almost some people are so evil some characters are so evil that it's like they can't you can't relate to them at all but there's something about dustin hoffman that he's it's still kind of charismatic and yeah so uh one more question. and i love bob i'm sorry i have to throw in i also love bob hoskins as smee that yeah. was the yes. movie that made me fall in oh. love with that man <laughs> i've yeah. had an epiphory <laughs> or, or no an apostrophe is that what he said <laughs> lightning uh, struck a, a, my brain yeah epiphory is michael scott 
Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he had an apostrophe. Um, yep. so <laughs> I want to ask y'all and then I'll let you, uh, uh, take the, take the conversation. Did you guys, were both of you both, uh, were both of you horrified when Dustin Hoffman take, took his wig off for the first time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought it was funny. Personally. I, was, I guess I'd never like experienced someone wearing a wig like that. And so I was like, what? <laughs> well, I feel like we saw the wig on a wig head first because yeah. there's this whole scene before we see Dustin Hoffman's face. Mm -hmm. We see him getting ready. And one of the things is removing the wig from the wig head. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess just like the, as a kid, maybe didn't not putting that together of here's this formidable guy with this big hat and hair. And then all of a sudden here's with that. And he just looked <laughs> weird anyway. I'm sorry. I've got the I've got the IMDb page up, and it's showing a trailer. And just like the genius of, they've got the line that like Hook walks through the front door of the Darling's house and drug his hook along the wall. Yeah. Like that was just mm -hmm. oh, that's so yeah. good. That such yep. a creepy sequence. Man. So I want to ask. Movie. Uh, not I want to. So ask. yeah, the theory. Let's actually talk about the theory now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I it was obvious to me even as a kid. I thought that Tinkerbell. Had feelings for Peter Pan. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even in the Disney cartoon, it's pretty mm -hmm. obvious. I absolutely agree. Okay. Um, I I don't know that. I mean, I always thought that she was in love with them, but I never put two and two together that she helped Hook. Yeah. Kidnap the kids. Mm -hmm. That's what. At least that's what Op is theorizing here. Yeah. That was never anything that crossed my mind. Me either. What do y'all think about that little tidbit about Smee mentioning that she had provided? a piece of proof that this is the real hook or yeah, i mean the real peter pan that's something that i never even noticed before me uh, either watching this and i i mean it's it seems like pretty solid evidence for me mm -hmm. uh, but uh, like you said I, I never would have put two and two together on this before uh, and even thought uh even remotely that tinkerbell had worked with hook and any of that in this but I mean, a lot of the stuff that, that OP is saying is is making sense to me, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially the the bit with Smee. That's that's for me kind of mm. like a nail in the coffin. Okay. What do you well, think? I've got. Go ahead. So go ahead. No, you say, go ahead. I was gonna say like what what is what is her plan? So the theory states she wants him to forget about his wife and children and stay with her in Neverland like old times. Like, does she yeah. just think he'll get there? And like I could understand. Well, so remember in Neverland, you start forgetting. Mm -hmm. Because when he does become the Pan, mm -hmm. that he goes right back into that mentality, and he does forget that he's married and has kids. Yeah, and also you oh. don't age. So That's... if he's if he's mm -hmm. there, then not only is he going to be his old self again, but they can live there together forever. Right. What I was just going to say, if his kids are there, I, I forgot that. <laughs> I forgot that they forget. Because I was going to say, well, if his kids are there, how... The that's... kids are forgetting, too. Um, in fact, the son, Jack, he's already forgetting and because Hook is convincing him that Hook is his dad. Mm -hmm. well, I don't think he's convincing yeah. him that he's his dad. He's just trying to say that he's a better dad than, like, he's trying to basically... Well, it... Turn it's him erasing against... the memory of Pan being his dad to replace to... him that Hook is his father. He's just trying to get him on his side because he's pointing out all the flaws in in what is Peter Pan's character real name? Peter Banning. Oh, so just I'll just say Peter. Um, he's just saying like 
here's all the and then he goes through that tirade of smashing clocks for all the things that made him mad about his dad i just mm -hmm. saw that as hook just trying to manipulate him and turn him against his dad so that he wasn't on his side when it came to like him rescuing like he we didn't want them to want to be rescued that's yeah. why well, i took that they did forget because there was that's the whole thing behind the little sister singing the song that's a lullaby that their mother sang to them because mm -hmm. he, the big brother is forgetting i'm thinking like the older you are the faster you lose your memories there yeah she's able to hold on to her memories and she remember because she's saying jack remember mom remember dad and yeah okay. I, I can remember that part vividly of the yeah. movie where would she get so the medical history provided by miss bell so mm -hmm. this her monitoring him from over the years mm -hmm. so she's able right, to do because that because she because pixies are able to go back and forth between mm -hmm. right, neverland and our world okay and so i guess she's been swooping in to spy on him or check in on him and this was a let's see because i'm trying to it's been a while they're in london for a visit right they don't live there no they live in the united states they went right. over to london because his wife moira is wendy darlings maggie smith's character is wendy mm -hmm. right so they went back to go visit her because she was getting an honor from the great ormond street hospital okay that's right and uh last question can tinkerbell only go to london I'm guessing that that's the closest point from their star, mm -hmm. which I mean, scientifically speaking, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Blythe. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess that star is only over London. Apparently. That's just how J.M. Barry wrote it, and they had to keep to that that canon. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to you know, think through this through. I'm trying to figure out exactly why she waited until this point. So I guess if it's easier for her to get to London, I guess she would have had to wait till the next time Peter well, made it to London. True. But I do yeah. want to say there's something here in the highlighted comments that I think will okay. be good. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so from new leaf 37, they said, I'm going to check out that medical history scene until then I'm withholding judgment on this one. And they come back and say, edit with the movie up on Netflix and another tab. The line I heard was, I've got a sworn affidavit from T. Bell. I've got his medical history and so on. Separate things, but this still lends remarkable credibility to your theory, as well as explaining how Hook got his ship to England in the first place. Pixie does. You've made hmm. a believer out of me. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. Okay. If he even took the ship, he could have just, I guess, flown kind of like Peter and... Right. Peter does and whatever. I like having this image of Dustin Hoffman as Hook flying, like waving, like he's swimming <laughs> through the air, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is the the next um, comment that I think is a really good one. This comes from Chahoy, and they say, "I know I'm late to the discussion because this comment, this whole theory was written eight years ago, and this mm -hmm. comment is from one year ago." But. Mm -hmm. uh, so they said, I know I'm late to the discussion. I agree with almost all of this. However, how do we explain Smee sweeping up empty bottles at the end of the movie when Peter wakes up mm -hmm. in London? Mm -hmm. 
I think Tink and Smee were the masterminds and Smee wanted to escape Neverland and Hook's tyrannical rule over him. So mm. Smee and Tink leveraged Hook's obsession with fighting Peter, knowing that Peter would win and kill Hook. As a result, Tink would be able to get Peter back to Neverland and Smee, due to Hook's death, could have his freedom. Everything worked out for Smee, shown by his happiness when he's sweeping the bottles. Also, during the battle towards the end of the film, Smee doesn't lift a finger during the fight. Instead, he runs back to the captain's quarters and starts stuffing his pants with gold, <laughs> knowing the plan was coming to fruition. Boom. Mm. That's very I interesting. I really like that. Me too. I, I like I think that makes much more sense that yeah. they are they're not on Hook's side. They're using Hook. Yeah. Well, essentially they're using Hook and Peter and they're um forever uh combative feud. and feud yeah mm -hmm. that's the word i was looking for is their their feud uh to basically get rid of hook and get out well it's me getting out and then tink was hoping that she was going to get to keep peter in neverland forever yeah. it was just mm. tink's part of the plan didn't backfire but Smee was like uh sorry about you yeah. peace and headed <laughs> out anyway yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> just left her behind i mean i kind of like that idea um especially if we are thinking you know that like toodles was one of the lost boy well i mean he was because mm -hmm. like my favorite lost boy Thudbutt, talks about <laughs> toodles and <laughs> his marbles um, well, and, I don't, um i'm having trouble uh with the whole forgetting thing like if you're in but they don't forget everything. Like, what? What are they? For, are they forgetting their life outside of Neverland? Is that what they forget? Yes. Okay. But when you leave Neverland, you forget that too, because that's how the kid. There's that's the whole dinner yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. Peter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else? We feel good. Yeah, I, I think, think I'm so. Ready, ready to give a final rating on this. Well, then uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to give our ratings. All right, we're back. None of us have flown away to Neverland yet. We're all still <laughs> here, right? I'm here. Are you here? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good deal. So, we lost um... Spencer. <laughs> Spencer, are you there? I'm in Neverland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, why don't Michael, please? I've forgotten though. Could you remind me of our ratings? Of course, let's take a trip back to uh, Neverland and get this rating scale. The highest rating that we have is Genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is Plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is Preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. Very good. All right. So tell me, what do you think is going on here? Was was Tink in on the whole plan or what? You know, I'll, I'll go first if that's okay. I think that uh, that last comment is probably 
more accurate than the actual theory. It makes so much more sense. Tink and Smee would, would be working together uh, to do this, uh, especially after finding out the line that I don't remember at all of Smee saying that he's got a sworn affidavit from T. Bell uh, with his medical history. I, that's, I mean, that to me is, like I said before, the nail in the coffin for this. Um, so get, rating the actual theory... I, I'm going to have to give that one a, I'm teetering between well, unlikely and plausible. Well, cause um, can I, can I interject yeah, for just a moment? Okay. Go for it. Go ahead. Cause that comment doesn't, it doesn't really like negate anything that was said. It just kind of supplements it. It's cause yeah. the, the original theory is just that she worked with hook to get, which she still would have had to work with hook. This is just supplementing that Smee was in on it too. Yeah, so I, yeah, that's that's right. I so I, I think I'm gonna side on plausible with this. Um, I don't quite have enough to give it a genius, um, but yeah, I can. I'm comfortable going plausible. I'm also gonna go plausible. I think it's a great, it's definitely a great catch with that line. Um, it's it's a believable theory. Um, I, I just don't. Maybe if I watch the movie again more recently, I could would maybe have a change. But yeah, I just, I I don't know if I buy that she was in love with him that much and obsessed over him that much that she was willing to put children in danger to get him back, um, and actually truly believe that he would change his mind and want to stay there, or even you know or whatever. Um, like I said, it's plausible, it's believable, but mm. not quite enough there for me to say that it's genius. Wow, those things you brought up, I feel like those should have been brought up in the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I saved them for my theory, okay. for my rating. Well, uh, I'm going to say on the theory alone, it's plausible for, for myself if I marry the theory and the last highlighted comment together then it's genius for me yeah uh but on the on the theories merits alone it is plausible for me mm -hmm. uh, just because it's it it doesn't explain why it like how you pointed out of does he why does she have to wait till he comes to london mm -hmm. yeah like why why couldn't she have done this sooner before he became attached and got yeah. married and had kids why'd she have to wait so um unless it's just the fact of like because she's a little fairy when she goes into like a human size she is like this she's kind of i guess um to our sense our human sensibilities age proportional to peter with mm -hmm. him being this age as opposed to him having been like a 13 year old <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah because it says so I'm lo just looking back over this. She in all likelihood saw him grow up under Wendy's ring, court Moira, have kids, and so on. Somewhere along the line, she d becomes fed up with waiting around for him to grow tired of his life. Of so she was expecting him to come back on his own, yeah. which is weird because she knows that you forget when you're outside of Neverland. So True. And why did she wait that long? He's yeah, like right. in his 40s at that point. And clearly very unattractive. <laughs> uh, okay so that's my rating for it I think, all right yep that's all of us
Yeah. Very cool. Um, since we've all rated, it, that means it's time to bring this episode to a close. But before we do, guys, you know I like to um, bring up these fascinating movie details that I find while I'm browsing Reddit throughout the, the week. Mm-hmm. And this one, this one's a, a real winner um, because it adds to our a, a theory that we've already discussed on the show about Titanic and time travel. Mm. Okay. So you can see this as time travel. Uh, evidence of time travel or you can see it as evidence of um, lack of attention to detail on the scriptwriter and movie makers part but this was pointed out by wayward son that in titanic there is a major continuity error a man sings as i walk through the valley of the shadow of death the opening line from coolio's gangsta's paradise Titanic sunk in 1912, so there's no way he could have ever heard this song as it was released in 1995. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty. Uh, I mean, pretty, that's, that's there. You have it. I mean, that's big. enough evidence. <laughs> I know. So, like the Jack Dawson, and he was the he's the time traveler. He comes back in time, and he, when he thinks no one's watching, he sings. Gangster's Paradise. Gangster's Paradise. Yeah, and then this guy, this guy overhears him, so he's like, "Hey, that's catchy. I'm gonna sing that as I'm about to die." (laughs) Why not? Yeah. There we go. Well, uh, nice. Thanks. Thanks for that. Welcome back to the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, This has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask, "Is Grandpa Joe the one responsible for his family's poverty?"